Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm standing in a covered car garage with a band called Born Ruffians. I'm going to go around in a circle and ask each of you to introduce yourselves. I'm Mitch. I play bass guitar. I'm Andy. I play keys and guitar. I'm Luke. I sing and I play guitar. I'm Adam and I drum. I will say, just because it's hilarious, that right now I'm trying out a new wind guard on my recording device and pieces of fluff are blowing all around the band as I look at them. So that's... (laughs) A treat. Actually, our, our day started with a bunch of fluff flying around Banff. And we were like, what is all this fluff? And it might have been you just walking around with this new thing. And we didn't even know. There is just like fluff falling around. It looks like fake snow or dandelion fluff. So that was most of our day was spent walking around Banff. Uh, I guess following you around with your uh, fluff recorder. Fluff machine. Talking about me is probably the most boring thing ever. So let's talk about <laughs> one exciting thing that you guys saw or did in Banff? Well, we, we just kind of got here, and then we went and played pool at uh, Crown, Rose? Crown Rose. Rose and Crown. Rose and Crown. Crown Rose. It was great. So then let's talk about pool. Who is the best pool player in Born Ruffians? Well, Andy won two games, and I won two games. And Mitch lost four games. <laughs> I'm the worst player in Born Ruffians. Are, oh. I, I would argue that I, Adam, this is Adam speaking, am the worst player in Bardraft. Are there any stakes involved? I'm the worst. Sorry, I'm still trying to argue that I'm the worst. Uh, there's no stakes. Just shame for the loser and slight glory for the winner. That's it. That's all. All right, guys. I'm going to play a track off your record, Rough. I'm going to play We Made It. Who would like to introduce this track and say something about it for somebody who has never heard potentially of Born Ruffians ever before. This is a uh, this is a song called We Made It. It's the uh, it's a song on our new record, a new rec. That's bad. Can I redo that? <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll Please edit do. I think that's good. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, this is a song called We Made It. It's off Rough, our new record, which you just said. The song is about the idea. Well, it's about a lot of things, but it's about you know. The feeling of like always wanting to get somewhere that you uh, might—it's kind of an unattainable goal, or trying to get somewhere that you might not ever. Uh, I don't know what it's about. Never mind. Just listen to it. See if you like it or not.
back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just listened to We Made It Off the Record Rough by a band called Born Ruffians. I have all four members of the band here huddling around me. I would love it if I could get a different member of the band to talk a little bit about this track. I can talk about We Made It. Actually, I find one of the most unique parts about this song is how it kind of came together. And we wrote it, actually the three of us, and then Steve as well, our first drummer. And we kind of like did a Frankenstein of drum parts to kind of put it all together which made it kind of a really cool song to say that we made it. And that's how we made, we made it, we made it. So earlier today, I was watching this video online where Luke described how a Talking Heads record affected him as a teenager in a big and significant way. So now that you guys do music as a job, I'd love you to talk about a record that you've listened to recently that has affected you in a big and significant way. Ooh. That's a... I'll, I'll say it. okay. Uh, I it's tough to like stack any record up to like a lot of records that truly influenced us at a young age and stuff. Let's approach it this way then. How about you talk about how your relationship to music has changed from being a teenager and just listening to music because you love it to being a guy who like does it as his job? Yeah, that's like a very central theme almost of our record in, at times is the way you your relationship with music and how you change the things that uh, influence you as you get older and that prime like golden years between I don't know like 14 and 17 or something where just everything is magical and makes you want to go out and be a musician and a rock star and as you get older that stuff still happens but it's definitely like stretch fewer yeah totally to where you really are like narrowing down what that is for you and um, that's yeah it's so that's life that's a sad ending to that <laughs> question I'm sorry all right well let's talk about then a record that has inspired you recently I saw you look on your phone so I'm gonna ask Luke to answer oh I was trying to look yeah I was trying to look at my phone to see what's been downloaded to my phone recently nothing that's like changed my life Max Richter uh, Four Seasons Max Richter reinterpreted Four Seasons by Vivaldi and it's it's beautiful. It's okay. People are not going to necessarily know who that is, so explain <laughs> who that is. Explain who it is. Uh, Max Richter is a composer and classical uh, conductor, and he uh, he does he does something like avant-garde sort of stuff, but he also does this like very beautiful like some a lot of his uh, albums or pieces are like very um, uh, soundtrack like cinematic kind of stuff or whatever. I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that like inspires me now. Yeah, it's like it's like Mitch said. Like the the older you get, the less you you're not. I'm not going to be like the new Mac DeMarco changing my life. Like I don't know. He's kind of our contemporary. You know, so it's like nothing really inspires me anymore to like make music. I appreciate these albums, but they're not going to be like I'm not going to be like man. I'm really absorbing this in the way that I would have absorbed it when I was younger or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you still like I still like a lot of new releases, but they're not that kind of thing that. 
makes you it's not really a catalyst for me anymore necessarily uh if i want that feeling i'll listen to something right i'll try i'll listen to i don't know funkadelic like there's always old stuff to discover too like i just got into funkadelic i'd never really listened to them and or i'll just listen to something like etta james or aretha franklin or something like that to really feel but i do like a lot of new releases i mean but yeah i should check that out what's it called again Max Richter? Yeah, okay. Four seasons. We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, that was a substantial answer, but I just wanted to add that in terms of like new records that come out and maybe don't change your life but are still like like your favorite records of that year or something, Down in Heaven by Twin Peaks is uh, it's such a great record, such a great rock record to me that I they are as close to that type of band that I would feel. like I feel like if I was like 16, I would be losing my mind over them, and they're just such a great live show, and that record is... Not, I, w- I was going to say perfect, but I, th- I just really love it, and I think it's a really great record, and go check it out. For people who don't know, who are Twin Peaks in a sentence? Twin Peaks are a rock and roll five-piece outfit from Chicago, Illinois, uh, tearing ass all over North America right now. Nice, thank you. So the point I was going to make before is that maybe if maybe music's not going to affect you like it did when you are a teenager, but you might listen to, say... Well, I won't give a specific example, but you might listen to a recent release and be like, wow, they're using this amazing guitar pedal. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Who would like to give their thoughts on that? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely new stuff. Like, I really liked the new Strokes songs. I heard an Unknown Mortal Orchestra song today that I thought was fantastic. I like Parquet Courts a lot. I also like Twin Peaks. Uh, there's a lot of new rock music that I think is great that is inspiring in a way. I don't know. That is a complicated question. I don't even necessarily want to say that I don't get inspired by music the way that I used to, but I just think you're all you're. It's an uphill battle from there, for a lot of like it's just impossible to compare. You know, mm-hmm. like your just brain is different, your heart is different, everything's mm-hmm. different, and that's not to say that that doesn't continue to happen. It totally does, but just it's like just a different time in your life, and that time maybe that time your life comes for at a different time for different people. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it is different for everybody. Guys, stay inspired. Stay inspired by music and uh, everything around you. It's beautiful. The world's beautiful. What a blessing. I like that message. And so on that note, how about we play another Born Ruffians track? I'm going to play Eat Shit. We did it. Off the record, Ruff. Who would like to say a little bit about this track before we hear it? Um, this is Luke talking. That song came out of just a day of r- trying to write a song, and as a lot of songs do. <laughs> I just had this chord progression and melody that I liked, which the lyrics slowly dissolved it was like sifting sand sort of where you just sing it over and over until i realized that the song was just called eat shit we did it because that's what i was singing and then the rest of the song just kind of fell into place and it basically appears on the record a lot like i made it that day that fateful day in on august 2014 (laughs) ominous ominous stuff
Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Eat Shit, We Did It, by a band called Born Ruffians, off the record Rough. We heard Luke talk about it before we heard the song. Now how about we get Mitch to talk about it, or someone else? I'll be that guy. Uh, yeah, Luke really uh, laid it out. That song is kind of as straightforward as it comes with the title, Eat Shit, We Did It. A song about accomplishing something and wanting to be show it off, I guess. And that can like uh, mean basically anything. So, eat, eat shit, I explained that song, we did it, I did it, just now. So, your latest record, Rough, is a record that deals with the ups and downs of life in a band. When you guys wrote it, were you worried that that may not be relatable to people who are not in bands? Yeah, yeah, we were. I tried to lyrically make it a little more general, and that hoping that people could relate to the ideas and concepts outside of music, because I do feel that a lot of the emotional material that I explore and am trying to talk about is not necessarily intrinsically linked to music. It's not necessarily specific to music. And I have had a, a number of conversations with people after shows that come up and say just that, that they really, they're like, man, I was going through some stuff and I heard rough and it was like you were singing about stuff that I, you know, that really hit home for me. And, you know, these people saying this weren't people in bands. So I, I do not to pat my own back, but I, I do feel like there wasn't some sort of accomplishment there. And I didn't want it to be too on the nose, but um, at the same time, I just wanted it to be honest. So, yeah, it is about that, but it doesn't have to be alienating. So I was reading earlier today that you were saying that you get a lot of emails from people who are saying that they can relate. So I'd love you to break it down and give me a specific example. Well, I'm more referencing conversations that I've had with people after shows. And this isn't like it happens every night. I'm talking about a few times. I don't want to go Donald Trump and be like, you know, we get the, my people, they email me. All my people, they love me. They love me. They say, they're so relatable. We're a band that's never had, like, a gigantic splash thing. So we have fans that come up and they're just like, I like your first record. And then people come up and be like, oh, I thought you were going to play more of Say It. That's my favorite record. And people come up and be like, I only know your new record. I don't know your old stuff, but I really like your new record. And I just remember one or two times, like, a guy came up in Detroit. I think it was Detroit. Just really laid it out there. He was just like, I love Rough. Lyrically, it really spoke to me. I, was, uh, he, I think he was around my age. He was talking about how he, ha he had a, a, a year or two years of kind of, I don't know, maybe a quarter-life crisis or something. And he just felt like the lyrics uh, really related to his life. And, you know, it's nice to hear that when, it's, when it feels really honest. That kind of honest feedback from someone is, is really nice to hear when it's heartfelt. In the future, as you guys get older, do you think you could make a relatable power rock record about being a young suburban dad? <laughs> I think that there are some subjects that just shouldn't be broached in rock and roll. I'm Maybe sure. uh, leave that one alone or leave that to someone else. Yeah, that's definitely happening somewhere. Oh, that's yeah. no sure. doubt someone's doing that. And I thought I read no about it somewhere. No it. doubt is definitely going to be doing that soon. You heard it here first on the interview show. Next, I thought I'd play a song from the Birthmarks era of the band. So I'm either going to play Needle or Oh Cecilia, but I'm going to let you guys choose which one I play. Who wants to make that choice? But here's the warning. If you make that choice, you have to talk about the song. <laughs> so no one wants to make the choice. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ooh, it's me. I've chosen uh, for you to play Needle. Yeah, and now I'm going to think about something to say about that song. Um, Why did you choose Needle over Oh, Cecilia? Uh, I was going to say it might be easier to talk about 
But then I, now that I think about it, I don't know what I'm going to say about it. So take a listen to it. Needle. I belong to no one like the watermelon Rolling with momentum Spitting out its seeds Buried under snow And waiting just to show us How it goes and knows how yummy it will be I belong to no one, a song without an album Long forgotten maxim, spoken to the sea I belong with no one, I belong with no one I belong with no one, you belong with me When I was a your host you just heard needle from the birthmarks record by a band called born ruffians mitch picked this song so he's going to tell a little bit more about it yeah needle was the first song off of birthmarks and actually great i've got a story my brain saved me uh needle was a song that was written after we thought we had finished the record like we had finished writing birthmarks and we were like great done that is done and then we went to record it 
and realized Luke sent a demo over and we were like we have to record the song the song's too good we gotta write like put it together and make it on the record and we did and it ended up being the like a big single off the record and it was great that we managed to sneak it in there right at the end Luke and Mitch, you guys are second cousins, and I read this great story you guys once told how when you were kids you'd go to large family gatherings and there'd be a song circle and older members of the family would play songs. So I'd love it if you guys could set the scene for me here because it's a beautiful story. Yeah, it was, uh, and still is, We on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, if you're listening in America, we still have jam, family jams with my dad, Mitch's dad, our cousin Paul, our cousin Jean-Mac, our Aunt Dor plays accordion, Adam shows up and plays congas and bongos sometimes and my sister sings and it's a family thing my uncle richard used to get up and there was always like aunts and uncles and since we were born and before we were born they've been doing this my dad is the youngest of 13 kids and mitch's dad is a child of the oldest sister of my dad so mitch which which makes it's confusing it's a big family i have 52 first cousins so it'd be, we had family reunions when growing up and they would always turn into uh at night there would be a musical portion slash a performance portion so there'd be like skits each brother or sister would put on a skit and then we they would play music so that was like really early memories of watching our family play music which probably had something to do with me and mitch wanting to play music i would imagine so what was your favorite song to hear the family do a rendition of Oh boy, we there's truly so many, but I our favorite definitely. It's hard to translate in like people haven't seen it, but our cousin Jean Mac who plays accordion does some hilarious like I don't even know what they are like French Irish folk French songs. Irish drinking songs. They're like I don't even know what they're called. I just know them because he sings them, like the one uh, about the guy coming home to his wife, yeah. and he's drunk and he just gets drunker throughout the week and finds out that she's cheating on him. It's an amazing song that it's sung by our cousin Jean Mac. If you can ever see him do it, we'll see you at the Penitent Curling Club December 26th. <laughs> I read that you guys now perform in this circle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we do. We play all with our uncles and dads. Can you tell me about the first time? Oh, man, I don't even know, actually, the first time we got it. I can't remember it. Just, like, probably when we were, like, 15 or 16, when we first were really, like, you've been playing guitar longer than I've been playing bass, but... We were definitely just, yeah, teenagers trying to, like, play along with these f- rock and folk songs with our dads. Now that you're adults, what's one song you forced into the repertoire? I don't know. Good Roger question. No, they always played. I learned Roger Miller stuff through them. Yeah, there's, there's some Roger Miller songs that we've done that they wouldn't have done oh, until, right. like, we just started mm-hmm. playing them. We just love Roger Miller, so we just, yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, who is Roger Miller? Roger Miller, an American uh, country and folk singer, uh, since passed in 1990-something. I don't know. He is famously known for uh, King of the Road. Uh, it's probably his most famous song. Uh, and as being the narrator uh, of the Robin Hood cartoon movie 1965 feature film. <laughs> Great. So what's one song of his you introduced into the song circle? Uh, you can't do me this way and get by with it. Nice, love it. <laughs> Why was that funny? That was just weird. It was a weird interaction. I thought. <laughs> he just answered it. It's like, great. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I know. How about we listen to another Born Ruffians track? I'm gonna choose either what to say or give you guys a choice, but I'd like it to be an older track. Okay. I think 
You chose last time, but how about we get how about we get somebody who hasn't spoken a lot during this interview to choose? My name is Adam, and I play the drums. Sure, let's listen to what to say. When I wake up, I'm speaking slow. When I get drunk, I'm speaking more. Get too drunk and I don't speak at all. Get too close to you and I don't know.
Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard what to say off the record. Say it by Born Ruffians. I have the whole band here with me in an undercover parking garage, and I would love it if somebody could say a little bit about this song. Um, what to say? It's actually a song we don't play as much anymore, but still, every now and then we'll we'll break out because it is uh, a fun one to play and people do uh, know it. Why don't you guys play it so much anymore? With just writing more music and coming out with new records like it's you just eventually songs start falling out and coming back in so we've been trying to work old older stuff back in lately too but that one we haven't played it in a while but maybe tonight probably not but maybe. I would love it if you guys could take a song off the current record rough and talk about writing it and creating it. So you can pick any song you want and I'm going to play it in the background as you talk. Okay. Um, what about... What's a good one? One that's easy to talk about would probably be a good choice. <laughs> True. Um, well? Hmm. Oh, you have one? What were you going to say? I was going to just start talking, just for the sake of talking. Uh, so, Shade to Shade is a song, the last song off the record, and it was probably the oldest song we had going in writing it because Luke made a demo of it years ago and it always stuck around as this great song that we wanted on a record but it hadn't we just hadn't found the right spot for it so when we recorded it it felt great but we realized we recorded it too fast and had to slow down the drums so we had to take it the tape right or we had to take the drack to a studio to slow it down on tape and that's what kind of gives the uh, the drums that bigger sound on the record that was kind of a happy accident shade to shade I still have this, uh, what musicians call demo-itis, where you write a demo and you re-record a version of a song and you get very attached to that version of it, and I still prefer the demo to the record, 
so if you can find a demo of the song out there uh, but yeah help I mean, us Luke how do we find that demo it's not it, you can't <laughs> maybe I'll put it on uh, SoundCloud or something if you're listening to this send me an email and I'll email you an mp3 um, but yeah, we, we, you know, it's, it's a song that was basically set the template too for the record, uh, lyrically at least, uh, and thematically. And it sums up a lot of the ideas that are explored on the record. So there's that. A car is pulling in. All right. Here's my last question. Mitch once said, we're a self-conscious band. We reflect a lot on what we do for the purposes of learning. So I'd love you guys to talk about the last thing that you reflected upon and why. Just wait until they. I would love to wait until that car comes out. Yes. She heard about that demo and she's got to get out there and try to find it. Because she doesn't know your email, Luke. Uh, oh, the last thing we learned. Uh, I mean, I think I said that probably in another interview about. The, just the process of writing and recording and how every record you make, you always seem to go back and reference it, reference it somehow in terms of where you go next. Like, it's a very, like, reactionary thing. Like, you always go, like, well, the last time we kind of did this, what do we want to do better? And you kind of learn that about yourselves every time you record. And I don't even know if I know what it is yet. I don't think until we start going to record what that next thing is, you know? All right, well, since that decision hasn't been made, why don't we talk about when you finished Birthmarks and went to start Rough, what did you learn on Birthmarks that you decided to let take you in a different direction on Rough? Uh, the, yeah, that was a pretty straightforward one. Like, Birthmarks was recorded very separate, very, um, a lot cleaner, a lot more polished. Uh, while with Rough, we thought we wanted to be much more of a, sound like a band, sound like a, a band playing in a room. So we went at it trying to record as much live to the floor as we could. Some songs ended up that way, but most of them were still done kind of piece by piece, but it was much more a raw, organic-sounding record than Birthmarks. As a van drives past Luke, have you thought any more about what you've learned while making Rough? No. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot about things maybe not so directly related to music, uh, more just... I don't know. I think I reflect more on like other things outside of music than than music. I try not to. I just kind of do music. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of write it or do it. Uh, but then, as far as like the actual technical logistics of recording a record, I don't know. And I don't know. It's, it's a tough question. To be fair, I was the one that said that crazy statement about learning about what we do. Well, sure you so learn. maybe it's just me. You live and you learn. <laughs> you live and you learn, always. So if, you don't, if you're not learning anything and you're not improving, then you're a dummy. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's the end of the show. I let the band pick one of their tracks to play out to. So who wants to pick a track from Rough for us to listen to? I will choose my current favorite song, I guess, because it's my favorite song to play live lately, which is Don't Live Up, which is the first track off the record. Did we already play that? No. No, we did not. Okay. Well, let's do that one. Don't live up. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for being on my show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. When I'm gone.